Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. If you optimize your ad sets for conversions or if you optimize your ad sets for value, which will give you a greater return? One was a 40% decrease in cost per lead. Clicking this one button can have a huge effect on the results of your campaign. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Perpetual Traffic. Perpetual Traffic Gang today is going to be chatting about some recent tests, some case studies and some tests that we've been running. And Molly's got some pretty cool numbers for you I think that you're going to enjoy. Woo! Yeah. And we're talking some big results here. We've got three different scenarios that Molly and Ralph are going to share that they've got some test results of some pretty cool tests that they've recently been doing on Facebook where they've seen a reduction in cost per lead by 40% in one case, and I think an increase in conversion value that was doubled, I believe, in another case. So we got some great stuff for you. Yeah. I'm excited. How about you guys? How are you guys doing? Super excited. We love testing. We've had a few people reach out about the episode we recorded a few weeks ago, the test that we ran, the expand interest box inside of all of your ad sets. So we decided we would come back with some more tests. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, we just got done with the epic weekend, got to hang out with a bunch of the uh, team, some of the DWM team, some of the agency team, not all of them, and some of our high-end coaching clients were out in Seattle. So that was, a, that was an amazing weekend. The pictures made me jealous. I <laughs> wish I could have made it. <laughs> I don't think anybody wanted to leave. Right on Lake Washington. You guys did it right. We got to do a really cool planning session with the agency team, Ralph and the agency team. And then I head up the publishing and the coaching and the certification. So we kind of 
all the synergistic meeting on Sunday. That was awesome outside most of the day. So yeah, a lot of people got pretty emotional from the impact that we've been able to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, along those lines, something that we talked about before we hit record, you know, we're on episode 115. This has been going on for over two years, which is really exciting, number one. Number two, thanks for listening. But number three, something that we realized is we don't talk a lot about ourselves on this podcast, which is good because this is about you. But when I meet people at events or I get Facebook messages or look inside the group, there's a lot of confusion around Ralph, Keith, and myself and how we work together. So I think it would be cool just to clarify that if you guys weren't sure, you know, this podcast is hosted by Digital Marketer. I work with Digital Marketer and Ralph and Keith own their own business, Dominate Web Media, which like he said, has a publishing side, but also has an agency. So that's why we're able to bring a lot of cool case studies to the table. And that's really where the we actually do this stuff comes from because I'm running tests for Digital Marketer and our brands and Keith and Ralph are running tests inside of their agency for all of their clients. So if you guys didn't know that, we just wanted to to make that clear. But I actually had lunch with Deacon, who helps run their agency this week. And he told me that you guys have really tightened up your systems and processes and that you're actually available for new clients. Yeah. Because over the past year or two, you know, it's been, okay, we'll, we'll work with specific people who really fit what we're looking for. And I know that's still the case, mm-hmm. but you guys are in a mode where you can actually take clients, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean, we have been, and uh, we've been accepting clients, but there has been a, a pretty big backlog. And uh, all the while, especially in the last three to six months, our main focus has been to tighten up our processes and our systems, and Deacon's been huge with that, as well as our awesome biz dev uh, director, uh, Adam. So between the two of those guys, as well as myself and, and on the finance side, we've really been able to sort of hone our systems down to now where we have a really streamlined process to take on continuously, take on new customers in the agency. Whereas before it was sort of only like invite only and we were sort of turning people away, but we've still been able to build a pretty robust business. And uh, I think a lot of the benefits of that is that we announce those tests and the things that we find out here on this podcast. But yeah, as of really within the last week or two, we're sort of opening the doors, so to speak, and accepting uh, new customers, new applications for business. Ralph, what are you looking for? Like, who's your ideal client if people are out there thinking, ooh, I want Keith and Ralph to run my ads? Who is that person? This is one of the things that I think, you know, Keith has been hugely instrumental with is really honing our systems as well as how we approach like the info space, the information marketing space. So if you've got a product where you're selling your information, something that you're a specialist of, whether it's coaching or whether it's, you know, some sort of consulting or you have a lot of high profile customers in like the digital marketing space that are our customers right now. And those processes that we've been able to really perfect, I think, within the agency over the last two to three years with, you know, with Keith being a huge part of that is now we're really looking towards like, how can we make this more broad based and more mainstream? And we found that those same information marketing techniques, tactics, strategies fit extremely well into the e-commerce space. 
So we've had a big push the last six to 12 months for customers who are, you know, selling physical products online. So we can sell digital products for sure, but e-commerce and physical products specifically, you know, folks who are maybe like they're a brand and maybe they're spending 10 to $20,000 a month right now on Facebook ads, but they just haven't been able to get to that next level. So that would be an ideal customer for us in the e-commerce space. And that maybe there's customers out there and we've taken on a number of them just in the last couple of months where, you know, they're maybe a little bit larger. They're, you know, in the six to seven figure range in annual sales, maybe $100,000 a month, thereabouts, but maybe have never really explored Facebook as a platform. And maybe they've been doing, you know, Google search, or maybe they've been doing display or, you know, just gotten really good SEO through the rankings. Those two types of customers for us, you know, the ones that are already running, selling physical products, and then those that are really looking to explore and expand into this awesome platform, uh, especially those who are on the Shopify platform, but we do accept, you know, basically any platform for e-commerce are really an ideal fit for us because we can get people results really quickly and really effectively tapping into all those techniques that we've perfected over the last three or four years doing this primarily in the info space. The crazy thing is, is yeah, it's actually the strategies that we've been talking about kind of since day one and that kind of do set us apart a lot, I think, from a lot of people out there Yeah, is they actually work better for e-commerce than yeah. in, in some cases than info because it's just built that way. It's built to systematically take somebody from completely unaware of a problem in some cases or maybe aware of a problem, but unaware of why they would need a solution to being aware to having intent. It's a unique situation. That's why Ralph is speaking here because really it's kind of like two separate entities really under the Dominate Web Media brand. And we work synergistically. Ralph's entity is the, the agency and kind of my quote unquote is the other side, which is the education and, and coaching where we help people at a deep, deep level. We've been saying no for, for a long time yeah. to, to clients. And this is pretty cool to be able to actually say yes. And it's just a testament, I think, to you and you guys have an amazing team that can execute. And it's pretty cool to see, to be honest with you. Appreciate that. And you've been huge in actually accumulating and acquiring a lot of that talent that we now have, you know, jointly through educational programs. So it's like, it's really a two-way street. And like Keith says, we do operate as two separate entities, but we cross over so much and there's so many synergies between the two sides. And to answer the question, which, which we usually get at a lot of conferences, I'm sure we'll probably get next week is, do you guys work for digital marketer? No, we don't. We work for, you know, our own companies. Um, but obviously we see things very, very similarly to, to the guys at DM and Ryan and everyone who's built that great business over there. And of course, Molly here. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a good spot to be in. You know, it's a great platform to, to primarily get your message out. And yes, we are accepting customers. So how would someone inquire? Who would they email? At the risk of overrunning his inbox, that would be emailing our biz dev director, Adam Killam. So you can email him, spam him right now at adam at dominatewebmedia.com. Hopefully you won't spam him. But just remember, I mean, we, we do take on customers who are, you know, ten dollars to $20,000 a month in, in current spend in e-commerce. It's not to say we won't turn away other businesses, but then if you're a larger brand or you're a larger e-commerce store and really looking to expand in the Facebook platform to expand your reach or just don't really know how to do it, our approach is unique. And I think it comes back to, you know, what we were sort of brought up on in the info space, which is uh, pretty challenging to sell online, especially now there's a lot of noise in those types of markets. So Adam at dominatewebmedia.com. And I just want to real quick about the uh, relationship with DM. People ask me sometimes what it's like, you know, and because Ralph and I going into this, we're, 
wondering, you know, what it's going to be like. How we didn't have an agreement, you know, when we were negotiating this whole podcast to begin with, and it's just been one of the most amazing relationships I can ever, I can recall ever in any business. But the way this has been, just so you guys are you, and and Ryan and, and as well, and the team at DM has just been so unselfish. It's just uh, really, really crazy to see. You know, maybe sometime later on, a few months later, we'll have another episode about you know, how we kind of, how we structure the info and agency and, and all this stuff, but we'll tell more stories. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of, of Deacon who works, you know, for the agency, I wanted to tell a little story and this leads into the first test that we ran. So we tried a webinar a few months ago to our email list about how to build and train a marketing team. So the webinar is Ryan. He's teaching, you know, org charts and who to hire, how to train. And then ultimately, he pitches our Digital Marketer HQ product, which certifies people in digital marketing. So it's a, it's a great webinar, lots of content, a seamless pitch there at the end. So it worked well, and we decided to perpetuate it using EverWebinar. So I received this landing page for EverWebinar, and although the software is great, where to put your Facebook pixels so that you can create custom conversions is like, it's rocket science. So we were having a lot of trouble getting our Facebook pixel on the thank you page for this perpetual webinar. And it sounds silly, but it was, it was tough. And so instead of, of waiting, I decided to go ahead and launch this campaign because usually what I do when we're optimizing for someone to opt in for a webinar or a lead magnet or a simple action, I'm running a website conversion campaign, optimizing for a visit to that thank you page, right? Pretty standard, a lot of what we talk about on this podcast. So since we couldn't get the pixel on that thank you page, I launched this campaign optimizing for someone to click on the button to register. So they would land on the page, they would click on the button, and then there's a pop-up where they can actually input their information. So the furthest that I could optimize for in this funnel was this button click because it's the only place we could get the pixel. So conversion campaign, optimizing for this button click, I'm like, hell, we need to get some traffic through this funnel. Let's see how it works. So when I first ran these ads, we spent about $1,500 optimizing for that button click. We had 76 webinar signups, so people who actually input their information and visited the landing page. So it cost us about $20 per webinar registrant. That wasn't bad, but I knew that I was missing out not being able to optimize for that thank you page. So I happened to go to lunch with Deacon and I'm like, hey, do you guys ever, you know, run ads to ever webinar? Can you help me get this damn pixel on this thank you page? I need help. And he said, yeah, send me your login. I'll do it for you. So side note, if you are using ever webinar, you put the pixel in the third party tracking area, the Facebook box where you would put your, your tracking. It's actually built for the old pixel. So that's why we were having trouble. That's why it wasn't working is because we were putting it in the place it should be, but it shouldn't, you know, software. Anyways, so Deacon fixes this for me. Amazing. Love you, Deacon. Two thumbs up. Thank you. 
I launch a second campaign with a brand new custom conversion. So this was not a seasoned custom conversion that we were running for that button click. I had to create a new one because it was a new URL. Spent $1,300 on this test, actually optimizing for the thank you page. And we generated 145 signups for $9 a piece. So I didn't even mean to test this. This was absolutely just, I need traffic through this funnel. We have some tech issues. But what it goes to show is how powerful Facebook's optimization is. And we talk about this a lot, but here's a perfect example of why you should tell Facebook exactly what you want. If you want link clicks, tell them you want link clicks, but don't expect them to send people to your page who are most likely to convert. If you want conversions, tell Facebook that you want conversions. Even if you've never had any activity around that custom conversion before, Facebook is still smart enough to figure it out. So, I mean, just being able to get that pixel on the thank you page doubled the amount of webinar registrations that we were able to generate in just a few days and cut our cost per lead in half, you know, from 20 to $9. So just a really simple test, again, that, that shows the power of Facebook. And also just another story, uh, we don't always get things right. And sometimes I just need to run traffic. So even, you know, we who, you know, teach you here as an authority on this podcast, even we screw stuff up and sometimes, you know, we just have to, to launch. That's happened a lot of times. I've seen it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so many times it's happened to us too. I mean, just situations where, okay, let's just get it going. Or maybe you might just sometimes, hey, let's just boost this post and you find out, holy crap, the boosted post that I did last week actually performed a lot better than the other one or something random like that. You know, big audiences just because we didn't want to manage it, you know. It happens all the time. It happened to me yesterday. As a matter of fact, I was creating a campaign and Facebook deleted out all the targeting and I was wide open to, you know, the big five countries. Well, lo and behold, it actually did pretty well. It held up against the ones that were targeting and if we didn't have such a tight CPA or a tight conversion metric that we really wanted to follow, I probably would have kept it going. But I mean, sometimes it does happen that, and that's some of the biggest discoveries I think that we've made, that we've made maybe little mistakes and not necessarily of our own, but just because of the quirkiness of the platform. You know, it just goes to show nothing's ever perfect and you got to test this stuff, but Facebook is powerful. Don't overthink it. Don't treat this like a day trading platform. Like Andrew always says, absolutely tell Facebook what you want and they're going to do their best to give you the best results. I think that leads into the second test that we wanted to tell you guys about that was a bit more intentional, but this test also has to do with choosing the conversion objective. So when you're optimizing for conversions as the objective of your campaign, you might have noticed over the past few months inside of your ad sets under the optimization and delivery box, Facebook has added an option that says optimize for link clicks until there is enough data to optimize for conversions. This can help improve results. So it says, 
optimization and delivery, optimization for advert delivery, it says conversions. And then right under that, there's a toggle where you can tell Facebook, I want to optimize for clicks first to generate this data, to season this pixel and then optimize for conversions. So when I saw that, I thought, ooh, this is really interesting because I've been under the impression that the pixel needs to, to be seasoned a bit. Sometimes it's best to run a link clicks campaign first, then switch to conversions. So it was cool to see that Facebook added this as a feature inside of each ad set. So we did a split test to cold traffic and to warm traffic just split testing what happens when we click this button and what happens when we don't click this button. And just to give a little bit of backstory, if you actually hover over that option in the platform and click learn more, Facebook has a good amount of documentation about how this works. And they do say that it could cause a higher cost per result right out of the gate, but that this is a good option to use if for some reason you're having trouble getting traction on your website conversion campaigns. So I just wanted to test it, especially for people that want results right out of the gate. How does this affect our campaign, right? Is this going to affect results? Because honestly, I've been clicking the button and using this in campaigns the past few weeks before I tested it. So the test goes as followed. And you can visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast for screenshots and, and more information about this data. But when targeting cold traffic, and this was for the same webinar, right? The same conversion that we were looking for in the last test. So when targeting cold traffic, when we did not click this button, right? When we're not using this link clicks optimization, our cost per lead is $7.91. When we did click the button, $10.30. Again, this has only been running a week and maybe over the next few weeks, Facebook will eventually optimize further and link clicks could possibly win. But right out of the gate, that's a $3 more that we're paying per webinar registrant when we click that button, which is really crazy. That's a significant difference, $7 and $10. And same thing to warm traffic. When we didn't click the button, $7.21 cost per registration. When we did click the button, $12.22 cost per webinar registrant. So if you're confused about what that button means, basically Facebook's saying that we will optimize for link clicks first, we will generate data, and then we will optimize for conversions, which is great if you're having trouble, if you're troubleshooting and you're maybe relaunching a campaign. But if you're optimizing for conversions, even if it's a brand new custom conversion like this one was, definitely don't click that button right out of the gate because we're seeing a much higher cost per lead. As always, test this for yourself, but I just wanted to share that with you guys because just like the expand interest box that we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, clicking this one button can have a huge effect on the results of your campaign. You know, this is probably a good episode to go back to and to take a listen to is the couple of ones we do with Andrew Tweedo, and I believe it was 108 when we talk about how the Facebook algorithm really does work. 
all these new features, we're going to see more and more of these things coming up, I, I'm sure, within the next three to six months and just ongoing. But the the question that I would have on this is like, what if you waited past the seven days? Would the link click one that started link click and then it switched over to optimization for conversions? Is, is there a point where it actually takes over and starts to optimize even better? Because now Facebook has a little bit more data. It has more link click data than conversion data. So it could right. flip the script, so to speak. So I'd be interested to see you know, how this actually rolls out. But Yeah, to be determined. <laughs> yeah, to be determined. But the, the big thing is like to your warm traffic, there's a significant difference in registrations. Like that's a yeah. huge difference right there. That's almost 50%. Maybe over time, and I'm going to keep running the test and we'll let you guys know, maybe over time it will even out. But if you're like us and you want good results right out of the gate and you need those results... Don't click the button because right out of the gate, it's showing even to to cold or warm traffic, a much higher cost per result. Now, two questions. One, you're still running it. That was my first question. So that's cool. So like next week, we'll update you. Can we update everybody on the intro of the next episode? Absolutely. Okay, sweet. So we'll update you guys on how both sides are going. My other question is, is in comment is, my guess is that the reason Facebook created this was for e-com, right? So for businesses that are taking people straight from Facebook to maybe a product that costs $50 or $100 or something like that, where totally. people are not getting the volume of conversions. And so they're like, what can we do to make it simple for people to be able to optimize based on an action higher up in the funnel? And my guess is that's what it was intended for. And when you read the documentation on this feature, that's exactly what they say. You know, it's link clicks and conversions can be considered part of the same marketing funnel that starts with awareness of your business or product and ends with a purchase. Optimizing for link clicks and conversions together allows us to get more people into the funnel at different points. Link clicks are higher up in the funnel since they happen earlier than conversions with link clicks added in, we increase the frequency of the results we're optimizing for. This additional data helps us narrow down the group of people we search through to find converters. So I totally agree, Keith. And I think even if it's a brand new offer, this is much more suited, like you said, for e-commerce products, something where you're really asking for a big commitment, like a big purchase. And maybe if you're in a broader market or you're doing broader targeting too. We're not going to promise that we're going to have data next week, but we'll see if you guys can do a test, maybe a small test uh, without throwing off the ROI, um, you know, over the next, say, two to three weeks or something. And we'll get back to you and uh, let you know if we can. Well, I'm excited to see the results over the next week or two. And uh, Ralph, you've got a, another quick one, too. Yeah, this is one that uh, we just started about a week or so ago. Too close to call for right now, but very interesting results. And this is inside website conversions. Once again, we're testing, constantly testing. And I, I think, you know, when you have uh, a number of really sharp people that are on your team, like we do here at the agency, these guys are doing tests sort of on their own just to sort of figure out, is there a better way or another way that I can get the result for the customer that we're looking for here? So this one was actually done without me even knowing about it. And then uh, when the test results started to come in, we started to take the, a really close look at it. So this was 
was done by uh, one of our awesome account managers, Tamara, and she did a real split test, like a legitimate split test, like sponsored by Facebook split test. And it was to measure whether or not if you optimize your ad sets for conversions or if you optimize your ad sets for value, which will actually return more in ad spend, which will give you a greater return on ad spend. So a relatively small budget, but over a two-week period, we're about a week in so far. And so far, the results are pretty startling. So just to take a step back. So when you're inside the ads manager and you go into your ad set, you scroll all the way down to the bottom or it asks you right past where your placement should be, which is either automatic or edit placements. Right below that is a little section that says optimization and delivery. And in that section, this should be rolled out to just about every ad account. It's all it's in all the ad accounts that we have inside the agency. But if you do the drop down under optimization for ad delivery, you've got four different choices. So the first one is conversions, which is the one that we typically will choose. Second one is link clicks, which Molly did in her test, uh, as well as the third one is impressions. The fourth one is daily unique reach. And then the last one, which just started to appear, which is called value. So under value, it says, we'll deliver your ads to people to maximize the total purchase value generated and get the highest return on ad spend. Now, in order for this to work, you have to be using the Facebook standard event purchase pixel. So it's a do a little bit of research on that. We can link to that in the show notes as well. But it's important that you're using website purchase conversion value as the way in which you measure the effectiveness of your ad. So basically what it does is it maximizes your delivery for the greatest return on ad spend. So if you're looking at Facebook as a place where I want to put a dollar in and I want to get more than a dollar out, this is probably a test that you should do maybe at a low level to start uh, versus just optimizing your ads, your ad sets specifically for conversions. So we started this test about a week or so ago and using what we call split testing inside Facebook. And you don't have to do it quite as regimented as this. You can just maybe do it on two different ad sets, you know, inside the same campaign or maybe even two different campaigns. It depends on sort of what your comfort level is. But the way that we've done it is that we have a, a lifetime budget of two weeks and we're in it about one week so far. And so far, the two ad sets that are optimizing for conversion value are beating the ad sets that are optimized for conversions by about a greater than two to one margin. So the conversion wow. value, yeah, it's pretty significant. So the ones that are optimizing for conversion value are getting about a 2.87 return on ad spend. And the ones that are just optimized for conversions, which is pretty healthy, is 1.17. So they're about at break even, whereas uh, the other one is almost like a 3x return in ad spend. So pretty darn good. We put it in about uh, four or $500 so far and got about $1,500 out in those two ad sets. And it'd be really interesting to see how this thing turns around. What industry is that in? Yeah. So this is kind of what we were talking about in the intro. This is in the info space. This is in the info product space where it's a little bit more challenging to get a return on your ad spend in that space. At least we found, if we found that we can get it in the info space, we can do it far more easily in the e-commerce space. But yeah, this is info-based products in the coaching niche specifically. So a tough competitive space that you know they have a front-end purchase 
that is their sort of front end offer. And then there's a number of other products that they can purchase after the fact and sort of step two, three, four down the line. So a good funnel to start with. So it's obviously a good one for us to test on. And I'm really interested in seeing how we can test this out inside all our e-commerce customers as well, because I think this is going to be a really killer and insightful test to do more widespread. So pretty psyched about it so far. But we will return back next week with the final results, Keith. Yes. Yes. More data to come. All right. I think that's time to wrap her up. Yeah. So good stuff, guys. Appreciate the shares. And if you want to see any screenshots or images that were mentioned on this episode, as well as resources mentioned, head to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 115, 115. Until next week, we will talk to you all soon. Have a great week. See you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.